You know what I've been doing, guys? Um, what? Once uh, Raymond told me that a lot of our older episodes have been available, I've been kind of going back and just listening to our, oh, you've been just our really the old, old episodes. Film, huh? <laughs> okay. I just listened to our Ex Machina episode. That was real cute. Oh, boy. To, I'm kind of scared to listen to those. The one that was really funny to listen to was our Marvel Extravaganza one when we oh, before okay. we went and saw Civil War and us talking about like what we thought was going to happen for like Endgame and stuff like that. Is pretty funny. <laughs> well, and also, like, my barometer for how good a Marvel movie was during that marathon was if I fell asleep during it or not. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah. was my barometer for James Bond films. Right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been good. That's that's fun. Oh, so I have a I have a story from work today. Uh-oh. It's pretty oh. funny. Oh, dear. Work um, yeah, work story. So I was doing audio this morning on mm-hmm. the show. For those of you out there that don't know, I get to play music in the mornings for when we're coming in and out of break on our local news show and it's a morning show so we do a lot of like fun stories but there was a story about the satellite that is being torn down like the famous satellite the one from goldeneye oh uh-huh. uh, it's oh, being yeah. torn mm-hmm. down and there was video of it like they messed up or something and it fell just like it does in the <laughs> just like in goldeneye oh, and sick. so there was video of that but we had a, a what they're called sky cams where we show like the footage of the freeway as as it comes into break and we play fun music for there and i played the gold knife theme yeah <laughs> and it ca- and it came in and nobody knew what the gold knife theme was they were like what's this song it's like what is going on and they didn't know it and then two minutes later they were talking about their favorite christmas movies and their favorite christmas movie was the family stone and i was like you're going to tell me that nobody here knows what Goldeneye is, but we're talking about the Family Stone like it's a, a, on the tip like it's of totally everyone's common. tongue? Yeah, of course. yeah, this is the first thing I think of when I think of Christmas movies. Uh, I was like, am I taking crazy pills here? <laughs> I didn't even realize that movie was at Christmas. That's how much I remember it. I didn't either. They were talking about the Family Stone, and then we showed a clip from it, and it was at Christmas, and I was like, I oh, guess. Sure. I, I mean, yeah, Nice Guys, also my favorite Christmas oh, movie. Hell yeah. Right. If I, Christmas I happens in it, Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I said, I mean, okay. Great Christmas movie. Because they want to play, like, clips from Christmas movies every Friday, mm. leading up to Christmas. That's what they want to do. And I said, okay, well, next week we're showing Eyes Wide Shut, because that's a Christmas movie now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 That'll really There's... lift everyone's spirits. I right. think so. Isn't Castaway technically? Doesn't he come back? Like, doesn't he celebrate? Like, it, the begin yes. the beginning is Christmas. Yeah. yeah, so it's a Christmas movie too. Yeah, that's <laughs> a Christmas movie. Okay, <laughs> that's what we should yeah. do for our Christmas movies: is just pick <laughs> ones that are not Christmas movies. They take place at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas is mentioned some point during the film. Yeah, count it. I can I can pick American Beauty because of Kevin Spacey talking to his mom about what they're gonna get her for Christmas. A great big fucking cross. <laughs> um, I think the more obscure I'm, the better. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and pick New Moon because when Bella gets really depressed in that one part and it does the camera around here, there's definitely snow at one point. So that's uh-huh. what I'm counting. And it says God, it says Christmas. December, so yeah, count it. Okay, count it. <laughs> and that's a long way of introducing our show, which is. This has never seen any of this. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. And uh, yeah, we're here. We're here to talk movies. Movies that none yeah. of us had seen. And yeah, it's none true. of us had seen this movie. That Not a one. Out well, this week. But you yeah. know who had. You know who had seen it? Who? A faithful listener. Yeah. An honest to God fan that wrote into the podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I yep. sure hope. 
<laughs> At least someone I mean, who listened well to long enough to know that we pick movies to watch. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the it, it was uh, Nick P. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I'm choosing to believe it's a real human because the email that he wrote didn't sound like a bot. But if he nope. did, I'm this I might bot. even be, I might even be more flattered that we got a bot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, like, th- you think there's like bots that person. do that? You think there's bots that get you to watch Maybe. an old movie? Hey, well, there are bot, there are bots on Letterbox, but all they do is try and click you onto like a different site. So they're on there trying to get film people. Uh, they're okay. not trying to get you to watch a movie. But so there was no link on this email. No. Okay. Well, there was a well, link to the trailer, but right, see, right, okay. Nick, this Nick P bot is all about the long game. He's <laughs> like, all right, here's a legitimate recommendation for your podcast. Uh-huh. Then we go like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Then we give him we we give him the double bump email saying like thank you for the this and then here's the episode or whatever and then he starts going like by the way I'm a Nigerian prince and then we're like we're in hook line yeah, and sinker because already. he just gave I us mean, a fantastic a good movie, movie like we're already on board like yeah oh my god yeah of course here's my routing number yeah of course Nick god, I give him two thousand he gives me four thousand I got a movie recommendation out of it <laughs> yeah there it's go. perfect it's even perfect. trade everybody wins I mean you guys are joking but. I mean, there's enough bots out there to make the lame media believe that sleepy schmo Biden is going to actually be our president. So <laughs> oh, there's got to oh. be one out there that can... Uh, <laughs> schmo Christ, Biden. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Anyway. Um, but uh, Nick, Nick recommended uh, a film called The Beast. The Beast. Uh, not Beauty and also, the Beast. Also, not... Oh God, save me! Is that what you watched? Or what is that? That the Beast movie that's like it has the There's girl a show from Patrick Swayze, the, the girl from uh, High School Musical, and it's a guy that has a messed up face. Isn't that also called Beast? Or oh, it's called Beastly. 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 Oh, that's what I yeah. watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better this... come correct. <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I believe I read that this movie is also known as uh, the Beast of War. The Beast was what of War. Called yeah. In other countries. I prefer that over the beast because the beast is too fucking ominous for like yeah. of what like trying to describe what it is. The beast of war tells you what right. kind of it's about. I mean, it does fit with they never call it the beast of war in the movie. They call it the beast in sure. in the movie, so that fits that in that way. But mm-hmm. definitely, if you were trying to say what this movie's about, beast of war does make more sense. How about war beast? War huh? beast. Yeah, huh? that's good. That's okay. a good punch All up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we worshiping this uh, this movie name or are we trying to name a stoner metal band who can say <laughs> why not both yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you little ortega girl um <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's a it's a film it's an american film that depicts uh, a a soviet tank crew during the um soviet afghani war and that started in 1979 and uh and it's it's obviously got an interesting lilt that way um in that it's it's an american production depicting um soviet soldiers in in a in a fight and you know anybody with sort of a cognizance of like you know the iran contra thing or like the mujahideen and things we'll we'll get into that but yeah there were uh, no americans in this movie well, none. Well, no. I mean, like, not <laughs> not depicted. Not depicted. Right. Yeah, depicted. Like, there are no American characters. Right. right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Say, Stephen Baldwin definitely. <laughs> right. No. Totally. You're right. Lots, <laughs> That's not what I meant. I didn't mean that there were. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got, I'm, I'm picking up what you throw. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to take your guys' temperature. Like, what do you guys think? Um, I I thought it was really good. I was like thoroughly surprised. I mean, I thought I had a really fun time with it. Um, 
I, I instantly thought of that movie, which I don't know if any of you guys saw that Fury movie with Brad Pitt and Shia LaBeouf. I didn't tank see movie, that. So. Right, exactly, because it takes place in a tank and <laughs> it has the I've same kind of like that. survival kind of thing where they're like trying to get from point A to point B in the tank and trying like to. That's John Bernthal, Shia LaBeouf, and yeah. Brad yeah. Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yep. That mm-hmm. looked really good. I don't know why I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, I enjoyed it for the most part. I do remember, I specifically remember there is a lull in the movie where a man started to snore in the theater. Oh, so there is a bit of a like 30 minute lull in the movie before it gets back into the action. The, but Change the oil if, in real time. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the trailer really depicted like the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie and like the last action sequence in yeah. the movie because the majority of the movie takes place like a chamber play basically uh, yeah because they have to they stop at one at some in some house and it, there's like a whole love story that happens in this house with this girl that the, the guy finds and then they finally get it working again and then they start moving i would say that the last scene it's like a last stand kind of the mm. tank's not moving anymore and there a bunch of people are coming and they got to fight and that scene's really really cool um but other than that, yeah, I would say I would probably pick this movie we watched, The Beast, more than Fury overall. But Because um, I just thought this had really cool themes in it, and I thought it was pretty brutal. And I thought all of it was, like, practical effects. Like, from the get-go, I was like, is this, like, clips of actual war? Because they're just straight up blowing up those buildings. So I thought that was really cool that a lot yeah, of it was, was like... the 80s, brother. Yeah, right? I was <laughs> like, this is all practical. They had a contingency and... for blowing up more shit. Right. Than they ever made. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool, and I liked the whole, like... My left foot had an explosion contingency budget. <laughs> <laughs> and that it was, like... I mean, not... It also made me think of... the at least the story wise of like the blue avatar movie. Cause it, of the guy like joining the other side and like fighting uh, for the other side. So I was like the blue, avatar. the blue avatar movie. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure you weren't thinking of last airbender. <laughs> Actually, that's a fair delineation. I'm going to yeah. give Sammy that. Yeah. <laughs> so it also made me think of that, of the whole like switching sides, but, and I also really, really enjoyed that. Like, I don't know if there were good people and bad people. Like it, I think, it, I mean, there was obviously a bad guy in this movie, but I think it did a really good job of like showing both was, sides of it. It wasn't it was a clear to both yeah, sides, right? Which and was I, something I was honestly shocked that a, like an '80s movie like this was had right. so much gray area in it because you know most American war movies, especially in the '80s, are very much there's a good side and a bad side. So yeah, and that's I what I was gonna say is like that. I think that's what makes a uh, war movies usually better is when they do that when they don't. It isn't bad mm-hmm. versus good. It does a good job of showing both sides of it so i had a really good time with it you had a yeah. good time with it well no it was a ba- that's why well, i texted i sent a picture of the movie <laughs> of the picture of it to raymond it was like is this the correct movie because i'm already like 10 minutes and it's not a, it's a bad time so i want to make sure i'm watching the right one i was about five minutes in when i texted you guys being like it's not pleasant <laughs> i think the just the uh, first part is really not pleasant i think i think once it gets past that point it's it's not too bad that first part is the, yeah, very it bad all, it gets all the puppy kicking out of the way in the first like, yeah 15 minutes. i mean speaking of puppy killing i mean we'll get into that but oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh dear well ramon the, uh Oh, sorry, sorry, Andy, go ahead. Oh, I can, I can save mine for what oh. I'm going to say later. So, yeah, oh. let's hear what Raymond's going to yeah, say. R- okay. Yeah, Raymond, what do you think? Uh, sure. Uh, I've I've gone to, in the last couple years, uh, deciding that I'm not going to, like, delineate movies as good and bad, but more, like, on a scale of, like, if I found them interesting or if I like mm-hmm. them or if I love them. 
Uh, I would say I didn't love this movie, but that's not a detractor from the movie. That's because movies that I love are movies that like I want to go back to and I want to live in those worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to live in this movie. world, Raymond? Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's the real world. Right. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I, I liked this movie, and I, while I didn't love it, I think I respect the hell out of it for what it was doing, especially when you know kind of what happened to the movie itself, which is that, like, apparently it only, like, aired on two screens, and they pulled it. They, mm-hmm. they never gave it, like, a wide opening or anything. And I think the movie it was got buried after that. It was greenlit when mm-hmm. I think it was Paramount or who? I, I think it was, Col- it was Columbia. Columbia, yeah. So Columbia had a studio head that greenlit it and supported it, and then they switched studio heads by the right. time the movie came out, and they uh, were like, "Oh, what the hell is this? We don't like this." Yeah, because it's not a movie that like it goes. I respect the hell out of it for one, telling a story that is like based on a war that you don't really learn much about in history no. especially now like i think we only in history classes you only learn like the broad strokes of the entire conflict overall for like a, the decade so like when this movie started i had no idea what was happening other than like okay who, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and then two it has the balls in the first five minutes to depict that your main characters are like ostensibly the bad guys right yeah every Mm -hmm. you know everyone's got shades of gray because i think the muhajin are like essentially what becomes the taliban later on in in history but sort of yeah sort of but like they're not necessarily good either but like the russians are bad and in the first five minutes you are getting but like your main characters that you're following are not likable in like a conventional war movie way you're not Uh really rooting for them in any clear path so I, I really enjoyed that that's the path it took because it takes real guts, especially in the late 80s for the way that they would tell this story. Uh, I thought the the performances all around are really good for for what it was. I didn't think uh, Stephen Baldwin would be like a standout performance and he did a great job. He yeah. did great. It took me a long time to even realize it was him. I don't think because uh-huh. it does a while before you get a straight on like look right. at him too. I kept mixing him up with the drunk guy. Until he oh, got hit uh-huh. in the face and had the bandage, I was like, okay, now I can tell them apart, and now I see that it's Steve Baldwin. But yeah, he did good. Right, yeah, it's like uh, he's great, and it's like uh, the the story is not one that like I'm familiar with at all, and I, I I really respect the way it told the story and the fact that there yeah there is no clear winners or losers in this, and it's just really de- like depicting the depravity of war. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. not something that like. I mean, you see it, but it's not something you see a lot of in like non-Vietnam movies. And now, like mm-hmm. now, now it's now it's coming into like Middle East, like Afghan war movies because that's like what we've been through the last twenty years. But right. from this time period, getting something like that is, I think, pretty extraordinary. Uh-huh. And I think overall, it's like it was based on a play, and it feels mm-hmm. like it, oh. it would be like a play. And that's it's cool. it's rough. Like it's it's telling some real shit. Well, and I also have to give great commendation to the the production of this for um, the use of native language throughout, yeah. like it's half the dialogue, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy who plays like the the sort of main protagonist, the the Khan, uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. um, his his he's his name is Stephen Bauer. <laughs> like yeah. he's some people put in some fucking work <laughs> on this movie. Yeah, it's it was it was it was remarkable. I think it was awesome. And which like, is crazy to me to like that this I mean, we talked about why it didn't get 
like more wide known but like for it to be like so well such a good production and having good people in it for it to like not be a well-known movie is like surprising to me like i'm gonna yeah, go tell my dad like check out this movie because i just pretty feel much like only exists as like a back catalog title from columbia from the last mm -hmm. 30 years where they've put out they put out dvds because dvds cost nothing to make at this point but there's only a streaming option in dvds and vhs tapes there's no blu-ray yeah. No, 4K is definitely not coming down the line. It's like, right. No, <laughs> and it's more like a huge critical, critically consensus. Like people love this movie when they discover it. Right, and so I think because of our review, that 4K is coming now. That we're pushing it through. Come on, <laughs> it's Give coming. Me a criterion, you know. <laughs> well, and yeah. and so and so the the budget, the estimated budget was around eight million, um, <laughs> and they Which, they yeah. shot. Well, and yeah, and and honestly, for yeah, nineteen eighty eight, and they brought yeah, the tanks in the movie. It's it's pretty good. I mean, like, and was it so all they, spent they in the first ten minutes of them blowing up all those buildings? <laughs> I think a lot of it, honestly, because they shot in Israel, and and mm -hmm. there were like a bunch of deals made with like the Israeli defense forces to use their tanks and modify them cool. to mm -hmm. look like Soviet tanks, and and I think you know, I their read... helicopters and shit like that. And like all of the weapons in the movie are real. They just use blanks for it, right? They, they use. They it seems like they were filled with like water bullets. It sounds like some yeah. sort of water thing, so they they carry the same weight when they fire. <laughs> yeah, so it, it recoils like it's firing. I thought that uh -huh. was super cool. That's crazy. Well, and so uh, there is some uh, uh, IMDb trivia sections are some of my favorite things in the world yep. to produce because uh -huh. you get some of these personalities in there, like sort of like Sugar the dog trainer in Crawl. <laughs> Classic. And some fucking nerd went through and put 15 different pieces of trivia and goofs about, about different the... serial numbers on rocket launchers being oh, really? wrong or whatever. I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. That's important Jesus. to know, DJ. But it's fantastic. But it's fantastic. But shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Andy, what did, uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your two cents? Um, I think I kind of line up with the rest of you guys in that I respected the hell out of it and I thought it was really well made and I was surprised with like how progressive the movie seemed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I imagine that's what turned Columbia off from it and why they didn't really want to Wow, push it drag Columbia, why don't you? <laughs> Not just Columbia, but like all movies in the late 80s. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is two years after Platoon and I feel like Platoon is a very different type of movie. Mm -hmm. Not that Platoon is like is like pro-war, but I, I think it's it's a similar kind of like gray area where this this just seemed i was not expecting this movie to be as progressive as it was like I right. well and <laughs> the tldr from platoon is also you can't be a good soldier in a dirty war sir <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> in a rotten war i think is what yeah god war. damn it man yeah. jason man jason patrick is fucking cool as shit <laughs> <laughs> like i've never because yeah, i, I haven't seen i haven't seen lost boys and I and I think he's in like the losers in like like a couple of other things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's a bad motherfucker. I th I thought it was Val Kilmer in this movie because he looks right, he like, looks like him. very similar. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably mainly the haircut and the glasses because mm. yeah, I think yeah. Val Kilmer had a similar look in what was it Ghost in the Dark? I think whatever the movie about lion hunting is <laughs> yeah, where that yeah. Val Kilmer I think is that's in. Right. But um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Uh, no, but, like, uh, again, I watched, like, the first ten minutes and was like, oh, this, this is what we're in for? Because I was kind of expecting, like, 80s action, 
like an 80s action uh-huh. flick is kind of what the poster looked like and then we got 10 minutes in and i took a class in college uh, one of my the last classes i took was called uh minorities in film uh-huh. and it was just a quarter of watching some of the most depressing shit you've ever seen in your life mm. great because i'm gonna let I you guys like in that on, too i'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret but there's not a whole lot of fun movies made <laughs> on the topic of minorities <laughs> and so like um the beginning and the first 10 minutes and a lot of it reminded me a lot of a movie called turtles can fly that we watched which is maybe top three most depressing things I've ever seen in my entire life. Not just movies, just like across the board, most depressing thing mm-hmm. uh-huh. that deals. It deals with children uh, in Iraq during the American invasion of, of the. Yeah, Sounds and like so fun. I was like, so like the first ten minutes of this, I'm like, is is this is this where we're going? Are we yeah. going down this this lane? And I do think it it has a more conventional Hollywood type story. Mm-hmm. once you get going into it right um but i really enjoyed it i thought it, once we were into it i thought it was really good and i was on the edge of my seat all the way up through the end i thought where it leads up to the build up to the final battle i thought it paid off really well i thought that and, last shot was like i was like standing on my feet because him like yeah like just going away was just like the best shot just like hell yeah <laughs> just going off of that thought, helicopter i was like yeah dead. <laughs> i thought the cinematography in this movie was stellar pretty bang yeah. on yeah. yeah yeah well and really, really honestly cool. the score is like very of its time. Oh, it was very like, like, and then like the ambiance thing, like it just yeah it had yeah. like that like sound in the background going through all the time. And it was like just where nobody was afraid of, like, of electric guitar. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but but it but it's it's not silly. It's 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 it's, it's you know it's appropriate. No, it takes us very seriously. Yeah. And yeah. see, I going into this, I think I had the exact opposite going into this, Andy, that I thought it was going to be much more of a like historical, almost documentary kind of movie. Mm. And then was surprised when it was more of the Hollywood kind, but not as as extreme. So then I, I had the exact same opposite thing happen. I, st- I also had I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, TJ? Well, I mean, uh, so I had heard about this movie a number of years ago from, uh, uh, so I used to work at, at, uh, at the same place that Raymond works, and there's, there's a fellow there that's also very into movies, and he recommended it to me, and I remember, like, the synopsis that he gave is, like, a very appropriate, it was like, you know, it just sort of, you know, broad strokes what the movie's about without giving too much away or whatever about, you know, the, the Soviet-Afghani war and uh, Soviet tank crew and a guy that, you know, goes, goes rogue. And and he yeah gave it gave it great accolade and said it was very brutal you know mm-hmm. and and yeah most most of the brutality is in that first like 10 yeah. 15 minutes yeah and that's kind of nice there's a couple more that sort of pepper through out. like with the grenade going off and oh, like yeah. there's a couple more throughout but yeah definitely mm-hmm. well uh, man and one of the the worst casualties i think is a herd of fucking deer that <laughs> gets, yeah. gets annihilated oh. with a fucking flamethrower that shot was so cool though with the flame just like going in a circle that was well, another cinematography cinema photography cinematography it's it's so effective with using one moment to relay multiple perspectives on the same thing yeah. mm-hmm. you know where you can you you connect with the people in the tank that are fucking convinced that there's 25 dudes out there with a bunch of guns that are you know mean mean business 
And then you also feel that same wave of sadness watching watching like a charcoal fucking deer carcass, you know, like going like these people kill just to kill. Because how right. wouldn't you get that impression yeah. coming upon that uh-huh. and seeing what right. they've done, you know? So it's uh, it's 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 very effective in in you know in doing the necessary amount of puppy kicking for you to root for the villagers, but then also you know showing where that that you know goes to where it's uncomfortable with like the the perspective of mainly the the women from the village that are like just are ready to beat everything to death with rocks yeah they're like <laughs> and, rock grenade thing that they had created like <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention yes and exactly. sometimes you need to figure out how to make two grenades go off at the same time and but at rock. the same time you're like I totally get where they're coming from because again they blew up their entire village killed her husband like you totally like yes go get the revenge like Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, and so yes, yeah, it's, queen. It's, <laughs> it's it's yeah. So it's there's you know interesting perspectives because she would be a hundred and ten percent you know about like bludgeoning our 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 favorite like university boy to death, especially mm-hmm. for the fact that he's Afghan and with the Soviet tank crew. You know, like but you go like no, he's 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 a learned man. Please, he's gentle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know you you don't blindly root for one side, which is a very effective war movie. Right. <laughs> you know, like you you sort of root for more of the character that's trying to navigate between these two worlds, and that's the character of Constantine, and. And it kind of gets back into that that the hard truth that a lot of these movies where, you know, there's like side switching, um, uh, it doesn't really get into the fact that at the end of the day, there's no happy ever after after you're no. done with no. the job because you mm-hmm. are always going to be this other. You know, it's like, you know, it's a nice thought going like, oh, I guess I'll go and hang out with you guys for the rest of forever. I when I speak maybe three words of Afghan. Right. <laughs> and and I totally like Russian <laughs> when he makes that decision of like, oh, I can't be with these guys because look what they did to this guy anyway. When you like I, you almost like see him realize like, oh, man, war is hell. Like there is no like there's no winning. There's no good side to war be on. Hell. Like he thought he was like, oh, I'm with the good side or whatever you know he like thinks that he's he chose wisely and then they do that right. to that that general guy and he's like oh wait no we're all doing we're all doing the same stuff like there's right. no right the place to be in humanity this. kicks in over orders right yeah well and then i also think that it does a good job narratively of of creating some sympathy for the commander for tank boy um, um and, you know bit. like <laughs> Like if if anybody knows even a little bit about about uh, Stalingrad, it's that was one of like the worst episodes in human history. <laughs> like uh, yeah. that was that like the level of depravity that that forced human beings into is is yeah that's death and misery on an, on a scale that we can barely fathom. Well, because he has and, to like he has to like laugh yeah. through it because that's the only way he can even like process it. And and also when you've been doing this since you were eight years old, right? Like there's there's what else is this fucking guy gonna do what is he gonna go like work retail <laughs> like, yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> like he's gonna go fix carburetors now God, that scene like, of them in the, when he's just staring that guy down that, that just that for the whole scene it's just staring at that guy that he thinks is a traitor and just does not break eye contact the entire time it's like oh that's not gonna end well yeah. it's sort of like the presence of like tom berenger in platoon like, oh, you know, yeah. death. What you know? What do y'all know about death? It's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's the, this is a guy who's seen some shit, and so he's still doing like. I think it does a much better job as compared to like, say, Samuel L. Jackson's character in fucking you know King Kong, or right. whatever. That's the trope version Ugh. of the same thing. Like yeah. Apocalypse right. Now kind of situation. 
Yeah. And so this is this is I think done very effectively and I think it's honestly a really unique opportunity for a, an American production to have done this mm-hmm. because you know it's it's not you know 10 you know 10 12 years later or whatever where we kind of have to start doubling back on all the right. all the propaganda that we had to put out in the first place <laughs> you know they're talking about like oh mujahideen they're just like ah oh, look at them and their you know quaint religion that we want to let them have or whatever but la- leave them to their their goats in their hills right it's and, and then now they're bad guys in like 87 so like, right it's not that far right off yeah of it. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's it's a it's a terribly troubling irony of the fact that like we're we're able to make these points right then but then yeah not not 20 years later they're they're shooting at us with the same guns that we gave them in the first place <laughs> like right yeah it's fucking crazy <sighs> but uh yeah i don't know uh what uh what uh who, did you guys have like a favorite standout performance was there was there any like moment or scene or anything that uh, that stood out to you guys uh, I did like. I think my favorite was probably that Khan. I think I, I liked him mm-hmm. the most. Um, I mean, obviously you like Constantine because he is ends up being the main character. But I just did like how Khan was is like thrust into that position of like being a leader, and then mm-hmm. that cool dude with the sunglasses shows up and he's like trying to be the leader when he it is technically the leader, and like mm-hmm. it goes through that whole like arc of no, like Mustafa trying to be a, a leader and like. <laughs> And I, I love the. We his, all know a Mustafa. <laughs> we all know. Did you say we all know a Mustafa? Yeah, we all know. Yeah, a we Mustafa. all. Yeah, we all. We all know a grubby, grubby piece of shit like that. <laughs> but and then, like, the, just the kind of like responses that his uncle gives to him as he's like, he's like, should I even be the con? And he's like, you, yes, because you ask that question. Like those kind of interactions, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, Perfect. were great. And I, I, yeah, so just some of the things that he goes through, I thought was really cool that he kind of makes those decisions to mm-hmm. um, follow follow the code, and which I thought was very convenient that Constantine learns about the code. I was like, oh, he's obviously going to use the code, but well, which was cool setup. But rewarded yeah. for giving half a shit about the people that <laughs> right, he's yeah, to be exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, learn about it, and you lived. Good job. <laughs> yeah, so I did like the them poison well, in the water ends up hmm. biting themselves in the ass in the end because their own yeah. people go and drink the water like that's another good representation of war like well and you look at sort of like the 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 black mirror of that code and that's the soviet code which is you know like if you you know whatever whatever like if you run out of you know uh, whatever if you run out of gas become a pillbox if you if you run out of ammunition become a bunker if you run out of time become a hero you know like that's yeah. that's the same level of principle that they're trying to adhere to and they're driven by that same thing so you have to kind of give that the sort of the same amount of respect because culturally that's what they're expected to right. do mm-hmm. you know I want to so, live by yeah, that that's awesome <laughs> it's this is a very well written movie <laughs> like this is I yeah. think very effective that way it was written yeah. by the same guy who. Did did like who wrote the play too so he had like singular mm-hmm. control over the oh, score cool. which is, like that's cool as well do you guys know about the fucking director of this movie and what no. he did no so he kevin wrote reynolds. yeah kevin reynolds he wrote red dawn with with milius john milius. oh john milius yeah <laughs> yeah so he co-wrote that so he co-wrote like a, the cold war war movie that's like the opposite pro-propaganda side and yes. then he also is like the director of Kevin Costner, like who who brought Kevin Costner to fame, it's so like his first movie, Fandango, is like the movie that made Kevin Costner a star. 
And well, like then no shit. Which like I I looked it up and I was like Tarantino fucking made himself all about that movie. He thought Kevin Reynolds was gonna be a Stanley Kubrick type, and like they were like, <laughs> this dude's going places. This dude's like gonna be the best dude. And You're then they did my fucking they mind did right now. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. They did Waterworld. Oh and he, yeah, I guess, Waterworld. I guess he, like, I guess he like awesome. got pissed at like during Waterworld and fucking like stormed off. And Kevin Costner finished the movie cool <laughs> and then like he did he finished directing the movie and whatever they needed and then like he came in and did some some shit on dances with wolves and then he like they did the hatfield and mccoys together with him and kevin costner so it's like that dude is like that's his thing just kevin right? costner <laughs> it was it was nice. crazy i was looking up like shit about it was so funny seeing like i was trying to see if there's any connection to like Tarantino or like the '90s indie, like '80s '90s indie director scene, because I, I had I had read that like our our good email here from Nick P said that um, Tarantino's old writing partner Roger Avery has it as the best movie of 1988 on Letterboxd. So I was like, is there a connection there with Tarantino? And so I looked up a fucking 1994 Vanity Fair profile of Tarantino that I shared with you guys. Yeah. Where he talks about that movie Fandango, which is Kevin Reynolds' like first real movie, and he's like. I talk like Kevin Costner all the time. I love this movie. This dude's going places. And then I found, when I was looking that up, I fucking found an article from 2011 that, like, I didn't remember at all, which was that in um, in Django Unchained, he wanted, Tarantino wanted Kevin Costner to be, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, Mandingo fighting expert. Uh, I think I do remember oh, hearing something about that. Yeah, yeah. and he, had to, he quit because of scheduling conflicts because he ended up doing the Hatfields and McCoys with Kevin Reynolds. So it was pretty crazy being like, I bet he was going to be in Django Unchained because of how much he loved fucking Fandango. And instead, he, like, <laughs> Kevin Costner dropped out to work with that dude instead. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. That is. Because don't they end up, isn't the guy who played the original Django in the one that ends up yeah. playing that part? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, there's... There's an alternate timeline where Adam Sandler's the bear Jew and Kevin Costner's in fucking Django Unchained. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and Will Smith was originally going to be Django. And That's Neo. Wild. Did you know this? Yeah. And Neo, yeah, no. right, yeah. And, <laughs> and Neo. Neo from The Matrix. Yeah. I just knew about, like, Kurt Russell and Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Will Smith was originally going to be Django, and then he dropped out. I believe he dropped out because he didn't think he'd be able to live up to it. You know, interesting. Hmm. You didn't maybe, want to. Act. Think, maybe, maybe he's right. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Props to Will Smith for <laughs> for being able to say, "Yeah, right. you know what, man." Maybe, well, I think, actually, I think I'm. Nah, I'm turning think... around immediately. I'm gonna heel turn on that. Yeah, like right now. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't want a thunder I mean, gun. Because Jamie Foxx has the oh, thunder gun. Do you think that's, that's Will Smith didn't think maybe. he could live up to the thunder gun? I think one of my favorite little turnarounds in that is is an inside job, which is fucking, for Kevin Smith's tusk, he wanted Tarantino to be the the French-Canadian detective that solves the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which he was supposed to be until he had to go do something. I'm assuming it's in Glorious Bastards, because I think that, or maybe it's a little bit after that. I might be wrong, but... He had to drop out due to filming. Tarantino had to drop out due to filming something. So mm. maybe it was Django. So I it think was it like, was Django. Yeah, yeah. that's around. The so he, he was like th- that that role. It's like it's almost. I mean, it's a it's a very campy, jokey thing. 
but there is a one joke in there that like it's it's really funny but if it had been tarantino it would have been the like the fucking best joke ever or like what's his name Guy Lapointe. fucking it's johnny depp and he fucking he fucking like shotguns like he shoots a lock for it to break open and he turns around when it like it works and he's like i learned that from a coen brothers movie (laughs) (laughs) it's like man that have been tarantino that would have been like the best fucking like three-man indie director joke (laughs) (laughs) well because that piggybacks on the earlier joke when he does the little etching thing and he's just like yeah i learned that from the big lebowski (laughs) right (laughs) tj you showed everybody that movie (laughs) i tried (laughs) i I think i've seen it no fewer than probably six times oh man nuts (laughs) (laughs) kevin smith yeah this is a i like what i like (laughs) this is a great movie I do have to ask yeah, you guys, because um, my knowledge of grenades is uh, video games and big production movies, where when a grenade goes off, it kills okay. like everything around you. <laughs> so it was very interesting to see in this movie that like that's not the case. Like grenades, grenades don't impact do based. that. What's that, yeah, Raymond? It's like, it's grenades like are impact thing. based. So as long like you can pull the Concussive pin and nothing damage. happens, is when it like it lands on something, like it vibrates and it fucking explodes. So as long as right. like the pin is out but as long as nothing has happened to it you can put the pin back and it's fine yeah yeah but the thing that was like the scene where they're other underneath oh, the tank the dogs. and oh. not the dogs oh, underneath the, dogs. the tank when yeah. uh the bald one gets hit by it right. like he just has like one little like one wound on his face it's not like his whole half his face got blown off you know that's where i was like and then yeah with the dog thing like i was like expecting like his feet to have been injured in some way or something like that like oh, so it was just interesting to see that i mean just, I'm sure this is more accurate was, than those other things. But wouldn't that, that have made a very compelling movie? Rock. Oh, that would have been awesome though. Like, if he like if both of his ankles are broken, but they still see the necessity in this goddamn Russian, and so he has to like like Yoda him on his back while he oh, like shit. tries to level an RPG. And I mean, we wouldn't have gotten that awesome running scene though. <laughs> so yeah. well, we would have got a doubly awesome running scene because he's carrying Constantine on his back. Yeah, with with him holding the yeah. rocket launcher. Yes. Yes, it's sort of akin to, like, the main three seconds of uh, whatever Planet of the Apes movie featured a chimpanzee firing an assault rifle on horseback. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's when I went, like, I'm going to spend at least $24 to go see this goddamn movie. Because of that scene right there. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a that, terrifying trailer visual. Been, it is. That it trailer sure could have been three seconds long and been that footage. I think my favorite scene in this movie has got to be when the helicopter comes to pick them up because it conveys so much in that one scene where like they they're like the commander's like fuck off we're not taking your thing we're writing this thing back out and both of the gunners are like are you kidding me right <laughs> and they both come to that like realization like uh-huh. we don't have a choice we have to because no, he's he the commander to die yeah, and they're gonna go and, with him. They can't have an easy way out. And he's already like basically killed two him, two of his men. And they even say right. like, if we get on that helicopter, he will shoot down the helicopter. He doesn't right. give a shit. No, because he would. Crazy. I mean, he would have every. In, in his mindset, he would have every right because they're going against the commander's orders. Right. So he would have the right to shoot them down because they're they're going against his orders and. That makes them like, yeah, so he could take them down. So, like, they didn't have any other choice but to go with him. So I was happy that 
um, Baldwin did get to walk away. I was like, I sure hope that he doesn't die out of this because it's not his fault. He's just doing what he's got to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like the, the just like the end of that scene too, where they they're like, you sure you want to like get back on the tank? Because then it drops that they've just been in a fucking circle the whole time. So the only way out is back. That is yeah. a, like a crazy reveal for this movie yeah. to do is they have to mm-hmm. fight their way back out the same circle. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of establishing the geography of, of that mm-hmm. and explaining mm-hmm. how how it happens. And I think it helps that the two characters trying to discuss that don't speak the same language. So they have right. to find a way to do it really visually and right. not only make it easy and simple for him to understand, but the audience also understands really mm-hmm. easily when you use the rocks like that and the pantomiming. And I did like and the other like scene where that happened where they were trying to get him to fix the RPG and then they like try to explain like you're going to be the one that used the RPG. I, I like that scene too of them like trying to mm-hmm. communicate through that. I thought that was, uh, what is it, uh, URPG Kaboom Tank or something like that was what they finally figured out. How to... <laughs> I thought that was cool that they established that. But <laughs> well, and uh, it is sort of like a brutal irony that they, you know, figure that they're about to get to the road again or whatever. When um, they might have had uh, uh, a guy who could read a map and a map that hadn't been burned halfway, if right. uh, if this guy wasn't such a goddamn fucking lunatic, <laughs> yeah. right? Which I that came that was the one that came out of left field for me was like I did not expect him to kill him so like uh, just so quickly like i know i was like oh and, it's probably gonna happen a little bit later but he just like walk out and that also river. the fucking the fucking helicopter crew biting the goddamn dust yeah like, oh no <laughs> right oh dear like at all like yeah because they oh. poisoned the the poison the water hole <laughs> they didn't to tell him that so they like well they, and I, you, it, they have I, one line where they're like you have any water yeah. and then like the commander's just like no <laughs> and they never like they never say the water is poison in the one place nearby. Well, yeah, and they that's what they said like, "Oh, you're lucky that we were out here looking for water." I think is what uh-huh. they were Yeah, they even yeah. say so that. Like, like, yeah, and then it didn't even yeah, cross anybody's mind. Like, hey, or, don't use then, that water in the audience either. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. It, it, it was very shocking when they came upon that that little scene there where everybody's right. fucking dead. And I think it also did a good job of I don't think that that guy that he shoots in the river was a traitor. But some of the things of the choices that he made made it be like made it make sense that the commander started to think that like specifically that he leaves that can nearby. Like all he had to do was bring that can with him. Like, but the fact that he leaves that can so that they can find them, find it so they don't don't drink that water. The commander's like, oh, you did that on purpose, you know, like so that can't show any mercy. Right. Yeah. So and again, like he could have purposely left it to show mercy. But then that comes off as being a traitor. So then it, you know, like that, it, it that leads into those events. So I also doing, thought doing it, more work to, you know, yeah, cast cast out. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, Samad was that character's name. Yeah, and is played by Eric Avari, who mm-hmm. is, as TJ pointed out, is the the guy from the museum in the Mummy. <laughs> Yeah. Did, have we established that Sammy has not seen the mummy? He's yeah, we talked about it, right? Because okay, I've seen this? the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King is badass, but I have never seen okay. the so mummy. I've already, I've already harped on you for this. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to beat that dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm but, wrong. You know you're trash. <laughs> but in that scene, right before he dies, I was like, man, this. I was like, he's gonna bite it because the movie was like, here's all of his backstory. They're gonna let you know right uh, now. I have a son. 
why would I do this? Because of all these things that are, like, all his little backstory hints that are hinging on it, I was like, oh, he's either going to bite it in this scene or soon after. Mm-hmm. And show enough, he, they just fucking brutalize him in the water. <laughs> so I think I've decided, um, with my middle school kids, we've been reading I Am Malala, which is all about the Malala, the uh, Pakistani girl that stands up for girls' education and gets shot in the face and lives oh, through boy. it. and. We just read that. We're almost done with that book. And I was like, we got to have a movie to watch. And I think I found it, guys. Jamie, this is our little <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. I think it touched on a lot of things that we've been yeah, learning this, this trimester. I think it's a good wrap-up thing, like how they pray, like uh, the Mujahideen. We've oh. talked about that. Like, I think it's just, I think it's a good, <laughs> good wrap-up. movie ends and you just light a cigarette and you go, that's right, kids, war's hell. <laughs> and then I go, have a good winter break and then just log off the meeting. <laughs> You're right. Instead Mr. Showing... Roderick, stop presenting. Uh, uh, <laughs> Instead of showing Fuck. the uh, award-winning documentary about Alaya. Malala, yeah, Malala? yeah, yeah. Malala? No, yeah, no way I would do this. that. Yeah. <laughs> now I think it should be between, between this, uh, Lone Survivor, and maybe Oof. like American Sniper. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, between, between those three. I think they all have the same message. <laughs> maybe just back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> maybe the act of killing in there you know yeah, oh yeah because, just some light you know, fair. yeah you know, just that's an after party thing you know if you still like, want to hang out and eat some more red vines or whatever like hey kids let's see this guy get brutally run over by a tank let's have a good time you just see his <laughs> legs it's fine yeah hey. you're right that's that's pg-13 you just see it afterwards you see the aftermath it's fine oh the hands yeah i forgot not oh, even the hand you see like... his tracks for a second you see him mm-hmm afterwards oh, oh dear <laughs> maybe i maybe i had averted my gaze because i was like yeah, ah, you, wow they walk up on that they sure do gracious <laughs> jesus well um well what, what a, a what a film what yeah. a film what a picture <laughs> i'm glad we uh got to watch it so now everyone's gonna go and watch it yeah, it's streaming in multiple places. It's, it's free on Amazon Prime right now. One of the great things about Amazon Prime is there's a lot on there that you cannot find anywhere else. Right. Like, like stuff mm-hmm. that's out of print. There's a ton on Amazon Prime of stuff. Yeah, like that, Big Night. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that you Big cannot Night, find Beast anywhere. War, double feature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when, when Raven shared that email, when I was reading about the movie, I was like, well, where are we even going to get this movie? So it was a very nice surprise that it was easily accessible for us to watch on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So right. not that we're we're not sponsored by Amazon Prime, but it was nice that it was available for us to watch. Right, it's like the do only we, other do option we... is DVD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 either DVD or Amazon Prime. Yeah. So what is that? Twelve? Did we hit our twelve? Yeah. I think we were. So that's the agreement, right? We're supposed to hit. <laughs> um, you yeah. should Amazon. you should watch Am- it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, we did it. Now, we did it. I'll send yeah, off please. an email to Mr. Bezos. Yeah, please, Mr. <laughs> Bezos, give me some money. Money. <laughs> please. Oh, please. Well, that was a fun... He can leave a billion or two, it's fine. Yeah. Come on. That was a great first uh, bona fide listener pick yeah. to do. That was, yeah, was, was genuinely surprised time. from the movie. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was and, great. And it was... It was something that none of us had ever seen. Yeah, we had it, never seen yeah. any of this. None of us, uh, had, none of us had never seen. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> none of us had 
never ever seen any of this. Yes. Movie. Yeah. No. None. <laughs> none of it. None of it. Not not a bit. <laughs> never right. seen none of this. Well, I think we're uh, gonna have some fun some christmas movies coming up maybe maybe we haven't talked about it but some holiday spirit sure now it's christmas is mentioned if christmas is mentioned if you can make yeah i think it should be the yeah the the design principle should be like most interesting argument for there that this is the christmas movie yeah you're gonna make me do homework yeah i gotta figure out like what movie talks about christmas but that isn't about christmas exactly so you can uh, pinpoint it (laughs) hey if you have a, uh, a movie that you want us to talk about, just like Nick B. You can get a hold of us in a couple different ways. You can go over, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at, uh, over there. at NSAOTPod. Mm-hmm. Or you can send us an email straight to our good boy Raymond at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. Is there any way to change that email to good boy Raymond? <laughs> good That's boy been making like 25 years ago. Or, uh, <laughs> That's true. Or you can head over to our Facebook, a.k.a. our free Patreon. Woo-hoo. Free Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can and, also listen uh, on Spotify. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's hopefully, great. like, next year we can pull up our uh, Spotify, Spotify year in review. <laughs> yeah, right, wrapped and see how many people used it. Because I was like, I don't want to look at it now because we haven't had it nah. available on Spotify for long enough yeah, to look at it. I will, it. I will really say year. I saw it was on uh, several top podcast lists for a couple of listeners, and it was me and my girlfriend because it's the only podcast nice. she seems to listen to on Spotify. Nice, it's the only one that I've clicked on on Spotify. So it was. Hey, they are wrapped. You're in our point zero one percent. Listens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope she's still not holding her breath for that hardcore Henry episode. Uh, well, now that you said that, I'm sure she's going to be pretty upset with me. Oh, I, I totally, there's some, uh, some I real can, estate available in your ass, right? I feel so bad. I totally forgot that she requested that. Watch it. I hear we gotta about watch it that. every I week. I want to watch it. Because I'm like, oh, we're doing this for the podcast. She's like, not Hardcore Henry? Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it, I we'll promise. We'll do it. We'll get there. Hey, if there's a mention of Christmas. Then we yeah, might be we'll, we'll figure that out. Ask month. her if there's a mention of Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, right. I feel bad. Well, <laughs> I think uh, that about does it this week's episode of never seen any of this we will uh we'll be back next week with another episode but until then we'll just go ahead and say uh, bye bye, bye. bye. wars yeah, hell you tank boy my mind was blank i needed time to think to get the memories from my mind what did i see What I saw that night was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw in my old dreams Was a reflection